Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it, so go check it out. Hey guys, Mubarak here of Penny Stock and Crypto Theory. Hope you're doing well. In this episode, I want to talk about DeFi, all right? If you're on your journey to master cryptocurrency trading, whether it's for profit, whether it's for getting involved in the industry, um, regardless of what it is, DeFi or decentralized finance is going to be a term that comes up again and again, and it's super important to understand, all right? So let's get right into it. DeFi, which again stands for decentralized finance, it's an emerging financial technology, all right, fintech based on secure distributed ledgers similar to those of cryptocurrency. So it's essentially a system that's going to remove the control and centralized nature that banks have, institutions have, governments have, and instead puts that power to the consumer. All right, so what does that actually mean? Well, there's a few key attractions and benefits that DeFi has for consumers, right? So that's how I want to kind of go into it. Then I'll go into understanding DeFi and how it works and the future of it but overall right first it's going to the reason it's interesting is because it helps like save for example the fees that banks and other financial companies charge for their services um who has custody meaning who has ownership of your money so if you you holding your money in a secure digital wallet instead of keeping it in a bank right especially what's happened recently with um you know luna the crash of uh three arrow capital all of that, the fall, the fall of that, that's all stuff that you want to make sure that you can protect yourself against. All right, so to understand DeFi, you have to think about centralized finance or CFI, right? So you don't see CFI too much, but DeFi is just in comparison to centralized finance. That's the typical banks that you have, the typical payment networks, right? Decentralized finance comes in and it's wanting to eliminate the intermediary of people so eliminating the visa the mastercard the chase bank all those because instead it's a it's accomplished through peer-to-peer financial networks that has the you know important benefits that you want has the security the connectivity the software the hardware Um, and for anywhere you have an internet connection basically you can lend you can trade you can borrow um, using this DeFi software that records and verifies the financial actions in these databases and so this distributed database that is accessible across various locations and um, uses what's referred to as a consensus mechanism. All right, and I don't want to get super technical, but that's just basically the underlying technology that makes sure that blockchain is so transparent and everything of that nature. So DeFi basically works by, again, using that underlying blockchain technology that cryptocurrency uses. And so blockchain is, again, distributed as a secure database or ledger and then it uses something like they're like applications and in, in the crypto space, these applications are called dApps or usually you'll see it as like a lowercase d apps. So it stands for decentralized apps or decentralized applications. Those are used to handle transactions and run the blockchain. All right. So again, the process from like a backend technology standpoint is, you know, to understand blockchain as a whole transactions are recorded in these blocks and then verified by other users, right? Other nodes and other kind of computers and people. So if these verifiers agree on a transaction, then the block is closed and encrypted. And then another block is created that has that information about the previous block within it. And these blocks then are chained together. 
through the information in each preceding block, and that's where the name blockchain comes from. And so the reason it's important and done in this structure is because an information in previous blocks can't be changed without following without affecting the following block. So there's no way to alter the blockchain. And that's where, you know, that it brings like the whole secure nature of blockchain as a whole. All right. So some of like getting a bit more into DeFi, right? Like the financial products that come from it are like the peer to peer financial transactions or really like the decentralized exchanges that emerge or DEXs, D-E-X, decentralized exchange. So these are like self-custodial, programmatic way for cryptocurrency investors to trade, right? And these DEXs think like Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, Qcoin, Amargex. Uh, they allow for users to swap between hundreds of different trading pairs without an intermediary. And it was just about like 15 months ago that DEXs actually for the first time eclipsed centralized exchanges in terms of volume done on it. And that's pretty incredible because that means that so many people have adopted it that it's becoming an actual kind of beast to be reckoned with. Um, and so ultimately what we're gonna see is that the DEX concentration has to probably do with more and more of the centralized exchanges moving away from the style of like liquidity that they usually provide. So what does that mean? Like how much, like one of the main styles that DEX is run on is what's called AMM, Automated Market Makers. And these are liquidity pools that basically in order for them to be able, like if you've heard of the concept of liquidity, like DEXs with higher liquidity, that's the ability for people to be able to like take their money out and be able to buy or sell right away. Um, it allows for more stabilized pricing and that benefit in turn is one of the things that you've probably seen as like a reward mechanism for uh, these cryptocurrency exchanges offering rewards for people providing liquidity so if you've ever heard of like a liquidity pool these are cryptocurrencies that are stored in smart contracts supporting the trading and essentially these guys are encouraging people to put their deposits in like funding these amm style dex pools you're, those are pretty much you'll become what's called a liquidity provider LPs and in exchange for filling these pools with these cryptocurrencies the liquidity pools or LPs collect transaction fees on any trades that use their liquidity so that's kind of that situation that was occurring of like okay you put your money up for yield or you put your money up and you get this kind of uh, staking or so that's where that concept comes from is because they need those kind of exchanges need to be able to have some type of token or currency in order for it to then be trading it and, you know, having other people get involved with it. So a little bit kind of technical, but the important thing is to understand where DeFi is going. Right. So um, DeFi isn't just providing decentralized options for like active trading. There's also many protocols that lend themselves to like more passive forms of income, which are like, you probably heard again of the staking and lending. And at the core, staking and lending are very similar, right? In both cases, a user is sending their crypto off to a, a DeFi protocol to hold. And in return, they're receiving like some type of like dividend. It's like a consistent, relatively low risk, but you know, it's actually high risk in a lot of cases, as people saw with um, the whole crypto Luna Terra crash. Um, 
And essentially, they get, they get promised like a, a small percentage of the original investment, think like a savings bank or something, but usually they're offered a higher yield. And so the difference in the two of like the difference between staking and lending comes out to how the funds um, are sent to the protocols, right? So staking occurs on blockchains that actually use a proof of stake consensus mechanism, right? So that's the process where the back end, again, the technology for that crypto is that validators are looking at these new blocks um, based upon how many tokens are staked to the network. And then stakers are essentially playing the equivalent role of what a miner would do in a proof of work system. Like think about the Bitcoin miners. Stakers are doing the same thing. So they band together, form these staking pools to improve their odds of winning new blocks in exchange for fees and a dispersal of rewards. Um, on the other hand, you have like funds sent to lending pools and that's like straight peer-to-peer loaning, like uh, P2P loans, if you've heard of it, but basically loaned out to borrowers who are looking to trade and invest and lenders are basically making money on the interest, right? So um, going back to like the proof of stake, it's just overall, we're gonna, you know, you've seen proof of stake really in Ethereum and that whole concept of wanting to, to move. So like just as miners create mining pools to combine their computing power and maximize their chances of mining new blocks. On the flip side, you have stakers that are also gathering into staking pools to do the same thing. So staking pools make it easier for any holder of any relevant blockchain assets to basically participate in that activity called like validation and earn rewards. And all they really need to do is send their token to the, you know, the liquidity pool and the pool operator does the rest. So in return, the staker, because you're putting up that risk and putting your locking up your crypto, basically, you receive these tokens in the pool uh, due to, you know, the amount of stake tokens that you have. So it's like a reward system when you have it's like a savings account style system. Right. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind of just that's how DeFi is really getting bigger and more involved in the industry between lending and staking. So. Hope that makes sense. As always, if you guys do have any other questions or want to learn a little bit more, feel free to reach out to me at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at inpennystock.com. And really, I try to provide you guys the best value. So if you liked it, please subscribe, follow, ring the bell, and leave a, a review or a comment so I know kind of how I'm doing and how I can make this content better for you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Take care.